Hello, and welcome to one-hour edition 265 of Hot Pipes with me, Steve Ashley. Today's show looks back on recordings by America's Mighty Might of the Mighty Organ, Anne Leaf, who died 25 years ago, and in the second half, Britain's most famous organist, Reginald Dixon, who left us 35 years ago. Anne Leaf was born in Omaha, Nebraska, and at the age of 10 or 11, depending on the source, she was a soloist with the Omaha Symphony. Later, her family moved to Los Angeles, where her first theatre position was with the Garrick Theatre, then moving to Grauman's Million Dollar Theatre to play for their long-run films. Numerous prestige positions later, and for more than a decade, Anne Leaf presented a nightly concert, Nocturne, Coast to Coast, on the CBS radio network. Strike up the band, and Leaf and the 434 Wurlitzer in the Senate Theatre Detroit from recordings copyrighted by New World Records in 1977. During the 30s and 40s, Anne gained huge popularity on radio and played for many of the leading shows. The most memorable of those was the long-running Fred Allen show, playing solo and simultaneously with the studio orchestra, although she was a mile away in the Paramount Theatre building. Back to the music and another track from the Senate. Now, my library says that the LP, Notes from Detroit, features tracks from 1963. But since Love is Blue wasn't published until 1966, that's simply not possible. 
and Leif married a fellow musician Elias Kleinert, and the two settled in Dallas, where he was in charge of musical productions in two Paramount Public's theatres. They subsequently moved to New York when Elias was called to Paramount's head office, and Anne auditioned for Jessie Crawford, who gave her a lavish recommendation. From 1954 to 57, Anne was organist at the Rockefeller Center's Rainbow Room, but upon the terminal illness of her husband, she moved back to Los Angeles and went into almost total retirement to care for her family. A concert at the Los Angeles Wilton Theatre brought her out of retirement, and in 1963 she gave a historic concert on the 210 Wurlitzer in the Los Angeles Theatre, subsequently returning to the venue to record the best of that concert for two LPs. From Volume 1, this is Elmer Bernstein's Walk on the Wild Side. In 1965, Anne went into Buddy Cole's North Hollywood studio to record her spectacular pipe organ LP for Warner Brothers. The recording engineers did a sparkling job of capturing the 327 Willets and Morton hybrid, as they had for Buddy Cole, and for the Gus Farney releases in the organ loft in Salt Lake City. Dance of the Comedians has never sounded so crisp.
my favourite Anne Leaf album was taped on the 433 Robert Morton in the Lauren Whitney studio Glendale. That Ain't the Way I Heard It features some of the most original arrangements ever heard on theatre pipes, but unfortunately neither the sleeve credits nor the notes by Ben Hall don't list the composer for Chacon, which would appear to be by Johann Sebastian Bach and which Anne arranged as a bolero.
Rio Coco, composed and played by Anne Leaf, there featuring the 417 Wurlitzer in the Bird Theatre of Richmond, Virginia, a track from one of the two albums that I have that were released on the Westminster label. Anne composed a number of songs as well as theme music for many US radio shows. For my last selection from this great lady of the keyboards, I'll let Anne herself make the introduction. It's taken from a Doric release of some of her two concerts on the 313 Wurlitzer in Vancouver's Orpheum Theatre on February the 11th and 12th, 1978. I'm just getting warmed up. I feel like playing. (laughs) You heard Reggie Fort do the second Hungarian Rhapsody. Now I'm going to tear it down. (laughs) This I call um, Rhapsody Ramble. And I hope it doesn't bring any tears to your eyes.
Anne Leaf was also dubbed the First Lady of the Organ by Sketch Henderson, a title which she well earned with her brilliant artistry. She died on April the 3rd, 1995, aged 88. Today's second featured artist, Reginald Dixon, was born in 1904 in the steel manufacturing city of Sheffield, Yorkshire, and gained his Associate of the Royal College of Music at age 17 after studies at the University of Sheffield. As was permitted back then, he gave up regular schooling at age 13 to study music full-time. In 1930, after a number of cinema positions and teaching stints to earn extra cash, he applied for the position of organist at the Blackpool Tower Ballroom and was hired on the understanding that if he couldn't play strict tempo for the dancers, both he and the organ would go. Listening to the crisp rhythmic playing on Blackpool Switchback No. 4, Part 1, it's easy to see why he was hired. Thank you. 
Chinatown, my Chinatown, Sweet Sue, Just You, and Somebody Stole My Gal, the original 210 Wurlitzer in 1935. Rach was also required to play with the Tower Dance Orchestra under Bettina's baton, and later he cut sides with Larry Brennan and the Winter Gardens Dance Band, which moved over to the Tower for the sessions. This track of When Kathy Lights Were Low, featuring an unnamed singer, dates from January the 8th, 1935. Talking with Wayne Ivany, who supplied me with that track, it appears that Larry Brennan was very helpful to Dixon in hints on playing dance rhythms. He was also far more accommodating than Martini when it came to using the Wurlitzer on his recordings. The first of the Dixonland medleys dates from 1934, and as such features the much sweeter original 210 Wurlitzer, 
This is part two of that first medley. With my eyes wide open, I'm dreaming. May I? And I never had a chance. As an indication of the number of sides that Dixon cut in rapid succession, Dixonland No. 8 dates from the following year and features the new 313 Wurzer with its now very distinctive sound, very different from the original. Part 1 consists of Dancing With My Shadow, Blue Moon, and She Wore a Little Jacket of Blue.
Moving on to the war years, Dixon enlisted in the RAF and embarked on a series of broadcasts for the armed forces, along with a group he called his Melody Sextet. With thanks to Alan Ashton for sending me four complete programmes, here's the start of one of those broadcasts. Presenting a program devised and produced by the services at home for the entertainments of their comrades overseas. You are listening to the signature tune of Reginald Dixon, the famous organist. Reg Dixon, who is now a sergeant in the Royal Air Force at a fighter command station, opens this program with a selection from Roberta.
a services calling broadcast. Reg Dixon and the 3-8 Compton in the EMI Abbey Road studios when he basically repeated a 1935 Dixonland medley from the film Roberta, but in a slightly different order. You heard Let's Begin, I Won't Dance, Smoke Gets In Your Eyes, Lovely To Look At, and a recap of Let's Begin. In addition to the EMI Compton, Dixon also recorded on Granada Wurlitzers during the war, with his duties at the tower being handled by Ina Barger. It was then that he recorded many of his Dixon time medleys, but there were also some film selections, such as this, side two of his Pinocchio release in 1940. Give a little whistle, little wooden heart, hi diddly dee, and I've got no strings.
Rosal Dixon and the 3-8 Wurlitzer in the Granada Welling Kent. After the war, of course, he moved back to the Tower Ballroom and was busier than ever, and this track of Tico Tico from 1947 seems to be one of the rare occasions that he used a drummer. to say that the Latin American rhythms really do benefit from the addition of a rhythm section. That certainly rivals the wonderful Hammond arrangement played by Ethel Smith and the band of Carioca in 1944. Reggie's first vinyl LP was strangely not released until 1961, although Columbia did release extended play 45 RPM vinyls from late 1958 on. 
from that first LP, entitled prosaically Rage at the Tower, and reissued on an EMI Compact for Pleasure CD, this is Hoagie Carmichael's Stardust.
Music from Heaven, originally Svarenklanger by Richard Strauss, a change of pace recorded by Dixon on the Tower Ballroom Wallet in 1966 from a Columbia album called Great Organ Favourites. To end this tribute on the 35th anniversary of Dixon's death, I've chosen one of his rip-roaring solos from his second LP release, presenting Reginald Dixon, perhaps a rather odd title after that first release in 1961. Here's the Ray Paduk and Bob Haggart hit from 1938, South Rampart Street Parade. Reginald Dixon retired from the Tower in 1970 and then went on to one of the longest farewell tours ever known and continued to broadcast to his many fans across the UK and Europe. He died on 9th of May 1985. Between 1932 and 1958 he had released almost 300 records. That's all from me on his slightly longer hot pipes. Until next time, this is goodbye from Steve Ashley.